Hey, hey. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Hey, hey, hey. So I am so excited to have two of my mom's group friends on the podcast today. Holly and Amanda, will you introduce yourselves and maybe tell us the age of your kids and, you know, tell us just a little bit about your mom life or self. Go ahead, Holly. Okay. I'm Holly Workman. I have four kiddos, five, seven, nine, and 11. So I've kind of just lived on controlled chaos. Um, (laughs) is kind of like a joyful chaos kind of thing. Cause if I plan perfection, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> um, so we just kind of embrace what is there. Um, I work part-time at our children's hospital where I'm a nurse. Um, and yeah, I just feel blessed and try to, I don't know, figure this out. And I've learned that I'm going to make mistakes and yeah. that's okay. And that's okay. That's a very good perspective. <laughs> to have. Awesome. I was wondering what you're going to say after say control chaos. So I run on, <laughs> so I run on, I was like, what is, what is she going to say? Coffee? And, uh, uh no, 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 none of that. No, this is All a right. hot mess. And you just kind of realize you're walking into hot mess and we're going to have fun and sometimes tears, but mostly fun. So yeah, mostly fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Amanda. Uh, so I'm Amanda. I uh, have a five-year-old Kenton and a two-and-a-half-year-old named Beckham. And uh, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom now, um, which has been wonderful. I uh, I was a shoe designer, which I loved and tried Ooh. to do part-time for a little while. Um, but man, I do love like being able to like focus in one direction because it was mm-hmm. tough, like always feeling split. Um, but it was also like a really tough transition to like transition out of, you know, having your career and this like sense of identity that kind of goes with that. And then figuring out what that looks like when you become a stay at home mom, it's like, oh shoot, like, where do I place my value anymore? All these days are like blurring together. And (laughs) that was like a journey, but, um, I can honestly say I'm like, I'm happier today than I think ever. Like, it's just um, ABC moms has been such a blessing, honestly, for that, yeah. like to have other women that are like just journeying through the same space of life and just get you and they get all of the things that you go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you for sharing that because I feel when like the hardest times in life and including, you know, when it comes to being a mom is when I feel like I'm alone, right? So I'm like, I must be the only one feeling this. And so that is one of the reasons why I wanted to like come together and do this special podcast for Mother's Day and for things like that. And just to 
feel and know, like encourage us to be in community, you know, cause it goes a long way. So thank you for being vulnerable with that because I definitely continue to like struggle up and down with like different identity things when it becomes, when it comes to like being a mom and other roles or how that all like works together and fits together. So it's for sure a journey. Okay. So uh, we will definitely get to, if any of us have a mom hack, I want to hear those, but I feel like those are hard. So first we're going to start with a tip or a thought or an insight that you kind of learned or you're learning. <laughs> I always say I'm learning. <laughs> I haven't learned. I haven't arrived. So do either of you have uh, a tip or an insight that you would like to share? I wrote down a whole list. So when yeah. I <laughs> let's hear it. Go, girl. She came prepared. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, also because I thought favorite things was last week. So, um, <laughs> um, nice. okay. So I think, um, one of the things that I struggle with, struggled with at the beginning and even now, like the most was in your role as a mom, whether it be, you know, a part-time working mom or staying at home full time, um, is what can I ask my husband to do and like what role does he have mm-hmm. in raising your children because I feel mm-hmm. like there's like this expectation to just falls on mom to do everything and mm-hmm. like you are just you're the default you're the default for all of the care things the diaper changes the bath time and you feel like unless you ask mm-hmm. hubby doesn't really just automatically think to jump in and I don't always know if it's like even conscious I think it's just right. like they just don't even realize mm-hmm. that you need help until you ask right. so when my first one was born, when Kenta was born, I got to like about one year with him and uh, was out on like a girl's date with one of my other friends who had a baby the same age. And I broke down. I was like, I started crying about just feeling so overwhelmed. And so like your body feels like a machine. It doesn't even feel Mm -hmm. like it belongs to you anymore because you're breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And then you're just day and night, all the things, all the care. And and I was like, I don't even, I know I need help, but I, I don't even know what to ask for. And my, my sweet friend, Rachel said, well, what's one thing that he could do that could like, just give you a little break and take something off your plate. What could yeah. he do? And yeah. she's like, I have my husband do bath time with my girls at night. And I was like, Oh, Oh my gosh. I never even thought of that. It's such a simple thing, but no. like, it's like, Oh my word, I'm going to have it. And I was so nervous to even have this conversation mm-hmm. with my husband and ask him if he could do this uh, every night. Seems silly. Yeah. I know that like, our no, it doesn't. that fragile, but no. <laughs> I just, I don't know. So I had the conversation with them and was like, Hey, this would be great. Cause like, I need a break at the end of the day. I'm burnt. Like I just need 20 minutes to myself, maybe to do nothing or to do dishes in silence. I don't know, but like you need to have something that you do with the baby. That's your care time and that he can get, you know, an attachment to you and depend on you as well. And he was all for it and was so supportive. So like to this day, now I got a five and a two and a half year old. That's dad's job on the rare occasion. I'll do, you know, like sometimes I end up doing it, but like, pretty much that's, that's his thing. So that's been a huge relief. <laughs> I'd recommend I it. I love that. That's yeah. so good. 
the men, like not the men, but like my husband, he just, sometimes you just have to identify it because it's not like he doesn't want help, but he doesn't know what to do. And they, he just doesn't see like, oh, that, that would be helpful, you know? Cause then you feel like you're nagging when you're constantly asking. So good. I like this, Amanda. Good job. Yeah, that is awesome. And you know, I, I really like that you thought of, and maybe this was like prompted by your friend too, which was so wise that you thought of what would be helpful for me. Like what, and like, let's say, for example, your husband was like, no, <laughs> I cannot do that. I, I'm sure this has happened. We finally get the nerve up. That's for me. It's like, I can't get the nerve to ask for help ever. So I finally get the nerve to ask. And like, what if he would have said no, which he didn't. So that's, that's nice. But then you could say like, okay, that was my ideal. Let me think of something else that could work too, but you asked yourself, like, what would be helpful? And I think that's super smart. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Yeah. Don't ask your I husband love it. what his ideas are. Come up with one. <laughs> yeah, <don't. Yeah. laughs> he needs it. He needs to, you know, and like on that same note, now the boys are a little bit older and that same idea of like, Hey, you need to have time with the boys and like, they need to have relationship with you. I feel like it's hard at the little stage for them to know how to build those relationships. And so something yeah. that I've encouraged him to do like this past month was like, Hey, Kenton really needs some attention. Can you just take him out for a special day? It can be so simple. And you just took him out to Culver's and they did like root beer and custard and they came home and comb and chainsawed trees like that were around our property that needed to come down and Kenton was like this is the best wow. day ever he loved no it oh, I bet <laughs> that sounds so, what what an adventure yeah that's awesome yeah so cool. fun. yeah just making just pushing them say hey like yeah. they need time with yeah. you yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome I love it um one thing that I heard that I try to share with you know, any of like new moms and stuff that I heard a, a few years ago is to not do anything you can do with your kids awake when they are sleeping. So I asked myself this a lot. Like I remember when I had, now I don't have anyone that takes naps, <laughs> but um, when my kids used to take naps, um, I would find myself unloading the dishwasher when they were sleeping. Cause I'm like, okay, now I'm going to hurry up and get all these jobs done. Right. Cause they're sleeping now. And then I would just hear that like question. Could I do this when they were awake? They are awake. Uh, yep. I'm going to stop doing this. What can I do that will be like nourishing or even just not just practical or nourishing that, I cannot do when they're hanging on me or with them on my hip or whatever the circumstances. And I still think of that like right now, when my kids go to bed, I have like one hour before my ideal bedtime is. And I'm like, okay, better not be doing anything that I couldn't do with them awake. <laughs> so that's my tip and insight, uh, especially when the kids are little. But like I said, I still think it's really important to like continue to adapt these things as, you know, different seasons of motherhood. Do you have a tip or insight for us, Holly? Um, I would say like going off of what 
Amanda said, I think encouraging my husband has been most helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, feeling like if I, I don't know, it helped to empower him a little bit. Um, just, just to be like encouraging, like when he did something and reminding myself just because it's not done my way, doesn't mean it's not done the right way. Um, was a big, like aha moment for me. Um, because then like he would do more and he would take on more if I wasn't constantly criticizing, like, Oh, don't do that like that. Or, you know, just kind of like wanting it done a certain way. So I have learned to encourage, and I feel like that empowers him and my kids and has helped like, Mm -hmm. so what, sometimes that makes dad more exciting. And that is a good thing for a mom. Right. Right. They don't have to be like the same way. That's so true. And I, I remember times sitting around like small group table with other moms and I'll just put it out there because it can be both sides. Right. So, um, even when Ethan like worked all the time, like he's always been such an involved parent, um, whenever he possibly could. And I remember sitting around the table with some of my other (laughs) mom friends and they were complete, like they were loosely complaining about their husbands. Okay. We all need to do that sometime to vent. But I remember sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, that's me. Like I'm the one that like brings the chaos to the kids. I'm like, let's do this. Like, let's have cereal for dinner. Ethan's like, we are not having cereal for dinner. (laughs) So I'm like a role reversal. So it's fine either way, but I totally agree. Like encouraging Mm -hmm. and giving shout outs because then yeah they'll continue to want to do it and have you seen you mentioned this like so you how have you seen it with your kids how has that like rippled down to your kids wanting to do things um I think it also sometimes encourages them to like go to him for things instead of, I mean, I still hear mom, 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 like a million (laughs) times a day, but every once in a while, like that makes him like the fun parent. And I don't know, like, I can just, I think it benefits me in a way that like, he can do bedtime, not a problem. You know, like he, I can go out whether I'm working late or if I'm going out with the girls, like he can handle it. Yes, mm-hmm. I would have vegetable options with dinner and it would not be a frozen <laughs> pizza, but that's okay. And then my kids get excited for dad night because they're like, we get to watch more TV and, you know, and then I don't have that mom guilt either. So it makes, I don't know. I think it helps their relationship some, they still have fun with me, but I don't know. Yeah. I just think that like empowerment and encouragement for them. And hopefully someday when I, three of my kiddos are boys and a daughter, like I want them to see that healthy relationship or in that it's give and take and it goes both ways. Like it's not just mom does this and just dad does that. So hopefully I see it even further down the road. Yeah. For modeling that behavior of what we want. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Hey, Hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses, who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Hi, I'm Beth with The Grounded Canary. For as long as I can remember, I have loved sitting at the feet of others. Miracles happen there in that space of compassion and connection. When hopes, dreams, pains, and loss can be expressed and shared, life changes. 
This is how I see my role as your life coach. I'm here to be present and to reflect you back to yourself without judgment. We all could use less of that, couldn't we? I see you, and I would love to come alongside you to see you fly. Check out thegroundedcanary.com for more information. Take care. Hi, I'm Marin Walseth with Elevating Leaders. Are you striving for more in 2021? Do you need to pivot yet again, but aren't sure which move is the right move to make? I'm a business and leadership coach. I partner with business owners to design a one-page plan, nailing down objectives, strategies, and action plans to elevate their business. I want to support you as you upgrade your skills to elevate your life. Find me at marnwalseth.com. That's M-A-R-E-N-W-A-L-S-E-T-H. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Hi, I'm Amy Hovey, your Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 989-772-0153. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Okay, sweet. Now let's get back to our workshop. So... Amanda, do you have any hacks or favorite things written down on your list? I got tons. (laughs) Um, All right. Go through them, girl. Give us some. All right. So uh, let's start with something Jesus related, and then we'll move on to practical things beyond that in the house. Um, Okay. So I have this with me, so I can show you guys. Have you seen this? It's called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. I guess it's probably better, isn't it? Okay. Do you guys? We can read it. Oh, good. Do you know um, the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan? Does that ring a bell to you? No? no. Okay. All right, girls. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to read us the whole book. It's thick people. Watch out. Okay. No, we're not going to read the whole book. But um, <laughs> 1661, there's a little like intro here. A man named John Bunyan was put in jail for preaching the Bible. And in those days, people weren't allowed to teach freely. They had to conform to rules from the government. And John Bunyan could have been set free if he promised to stop preaching, but he could not be silent about the truths of God. And he remained in jail for 12 years. He faced great difficulties, but God had great plans for him. And during that time in jail, John Bunyan wrote The Pilgrim's Progress. And some friends of him told him it was a silly book and he should just throw it out. But he printed it anyway. And to his surprise, it became famous and it continues to be famous this day. And in fact, next to the Bible, it is the most published and translated book in the world. Um, So the book... Little Pilgrim's Big Journey is based on John, John Bunyan's timeless tale, seeks to follow the original storyline closely while making it easier for children to read and understand. Hmm. All right. So it's a really amazing book of like following Christian on his on his journey to the celestial city, right? So heaven, okay. it's yeah. an allegory. So everybody's name is like who they are, represents, you know, their characters. Like mm-hmm. he meets, you know, evangelist who points him to the narrow gate and to the right way. He meets worldly mm-hmm. wise men who tries to lead him mm-hmm. astray to, you know, the city of morality. And there's like all these really great adventures. But what I loved about this version, Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, is they took the, you know, old English language of the original and they made it really simple to understand. And then at the end of each chapter, there's a summary. And in the summary, they take you through like what's happened. And there's a couple of questions for your kiddos to answer to like, you know, have comprehension. And there's also scripture verses like all the way throughout. So because this is based on, you know, scripture of what a Christian's journey through life looks like and the different trials that you come up against and how to, you know, stay strong, right. And on the narrow path to all the way to the end. 
So mm-hmm. great salvation yeah. book for your kids to like really understand what that means. And Christian starts out with this like big burden on his back representing his sin. That's what he's trying to get rid of. That's why he's going on this journey. So yeah. it's how I got saved when I was four years old. So it's kind of a passionate book for me because yeah. that to me when I was really little, not this one, the original one, but right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Nice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I cannot believe that the second behind the Bible, like the second, I did not know that I, now that you said it, I have heard of it, but I haven't read it. So, um, uh, another like book series I wrote with my kids was the Chronicles of Narnia, which again, very like, you know, Bible oriented and a lot of, um, the imagery that's used in that. So I, I enjoyed it as much as my, you know, four-year-old enjoyed reading it with me. So we went through the all seven books. I like starting big books young because like they can yeah. understand more than you realize. Um, oh, yeah. if they don't like you can talk about it and explain it to them, but like, yeah, just re- I like reading a, like a little bit above their level. I think it's challenging and there were, you know, there are pictures. So <laughs> yeah. no, I think it's great. I used to, I mean, my sister is 11 years younger than me. So when she wanted me to read to her, I would just read what I had to for high school. So there you have it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and then for a really great Bible, children's Bible, the golden children's Bible, like the really big one with the hard cover. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen that one before. Huge, like beautiful artwork on every single page. I'm going through that right now with Kenton. I just remember as a kid, like how much that stuck in my mind, like those images, Mm -hmm. um, just because like they were, they were so beautifully done. Um, So good one to look into. Uh, it's not like a really dumbed down version of the stories either. It's like simple mm-hmm. enough, but it's not so simple that you miss like a bunch of detail and context. Should I keep going or does Holly want to take a turn? <laughs> Holly, do you have any like little hats or favorite things oh. for your mom life? Yeah. Yes. So um, if we're talking biblically, my favorite hacks in life include like leaving my devotional at my toothbrush. That way I spend two minutes morning and two minutes night reading a devotional. Yeah. Okay. So, and then with my kids, I would say like, we pray when we get in the car, when we're on the driveway. Yeah. So they just know we thank God for blessings. We ask for prayers. And sometimes it's a popcorn prayer and they shout each other out. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like everybody shout a blessing, but just something yeah. to kind of keep them thankful and simple and easy. So those are like with our faith base, like just to kind of have conversations and keep, those are my, yeah. my churchy hacks, I guess. Yeah, no, I think that's cool because um, my family likes to make fun of me. So growing up, I grew up in a Christian school and we would pray before school. Like I'm saying, even before we left the house, but then, um, so we would pray before school and we would take turns praying like, okay, Kirsten, it's your day to pray. And I would just get made fun of still to this day from, you know, my family of origin because my prayers. So this is what made me think of it, Holly, because I think you're doing a great job, like coaching your kids how to pray because this is my prayers. <laughs> I'd be like, dear God. And I would just list off all of my, so, you know what I think my needs are like, help me do good on this test. Help me do this. Help me do that. Help me do this and help dad at work and help mom at home, help Kyle, you know, at school and, uh, help Ellie, 
you know, I would just like list off in great detail, like all the, all the tests I needed to ace and all of these things. And then I'd be like, oh yeah. And help dad at work, help mom at home. <laughs> so good job. Good job at coaching. Like let's shout out gratitudes. Let's do shout outs. Um, let's appreciate those things as well. Yeah. Blessings. I like it. Fun. Yeah. So I do think you can pray for the little things and never feel bad about it. My mom still prays for a good parking space to this day and she gets them all the time. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, really? Like prayer is such like a crucial thing to teach your kids that like, you know, like God does care about the little things. Of course, he's not a genie. Like that's not how you want to be thinking of God. Like the gratitude thing. But like, um, I remember my mom was at Costco and she really, really, really wanted to get this winter coat for my dad. And, um, she couldn't find his size and they're digging through the box underneath the table. And she starts praying. She's like, Oh dear Lord, can you just please bless us with this coat? It is such a nice, I, he would just love to have it. You know, if you could, that'd be great. And this guy hears her praying and he says to her, he goes, you know, I don't think you should really pray for things like that. Like that's pretty petty and like not like that's just not something you should pray for and my mom was like oh I pray for things all the time everything I tell God everything and he's like and and they're not finding it and then they find one last box underneath the table and pull it out and it's like oh here it is we found it and the guy sees this because he wanted the coat too and his size was the same as my dad's couldn't find it and my mom goes oh and look God's got one for you too and he just fell apart he was like oh I have to tell you I feel so bad for telling you not to pray for that. And I am so sorry for my like yeah. lack of faith. And I just, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That story. So yes. All That's things. so good. <laughs> that took some guts for the other guy. I mean, it took yeah. guts on all yeah. levels. Yeah. Praying out loud in Costco, guts. The dude, <laughs> the dude that called your mom out, guts. that's awesome I mean the thing is okay so let's let's kind of wrap up with like a simple thing can we think of anything simple or or also I want to recognize too so while we're thinking about something simple I want us to recognize that like permission give ourselves permission even though we don't need it you know, even though we don't need the permission, like give ourselves permission to be like, really look at ourselves and our situation and our kids and imagine how our family feels good. Like, I feel like I'm a great mom when my answer is going to be different than your answer and everyone else's answer, right? Because when I'm like being the best version of Kirsten as a mom or any other role for that matter, I am acknowledging what makes me me. And sometimes I've found in motherhood that I just have this like long checklist. I have this like very legalistic, like subconscious thing of this is what it takes to be a great mom. And I'm just learning day after day that it's like, you have to, be good with, I get the kids all riled up. Most moms don't. (laughs) What is wrong with me? But that's part of what makes me me too. And sometimes I pay for it. And that's the why that's the reason why most moms are like, no, don't get the kids riled up. (laughs) Right. So, um, so I want us to just like, really, if you get one thing from 
listening to this, like to think I'm not alone. Here are some things like we can try things and then say like, okay, let's tweak this. Um, but here are some ideas and we, you guys had great ideas um, for this. But I always like to end the podcast as like, what is one little manageable thing I could do today? And so do you have anything little ideas? What do you think? Yeah, I, okay. So um, I am not like necessarily a high energy person. Um, I really like to take things easy and like um, when I can. So (laughs) my biggest thing, and I tell this to people all the time, I'm like, you know what? Like I get them fed. I don't even get them dressed most days. Like when we're not going anywhere, they're in pajamas all day because like they're going to get stuff on it anyway. And they love being in PJs and being comfy. My biggest thing is just like, have I eaten them up today? Have I given them enough snuggles and made them feel loved? Like if something starts going wrong, I'm like, and they're getting really, really ornery. Sometimes I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll grab them up and throw them on the bed and just give them all kinds of snuggles and loves and tickle them and just try to get them back into a better mood and realize like none of the rest of it matters. The house can be a mess. Like as long as those kids Mm -hmm. feel loved and they know that like, just so so little Mm -hmm. for so such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just try to eat them every day. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. None of the rest of this stuff matters. You're right. Like, you know, that's so true. I love that example. And I need you in my ear every once in a while saying that. So I'm going to remember that. Thank you. Smelling the back of their head. Oh, it's the best. The back of the neck. My favorite spot. Okay. I have never done that. I don't think I'm starting to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm always yeah. sniffing the back of my kids' heads and giving them kisses behind the ears. Yeah. I don't know. It's my favorite. <laughs> Holly, how can you um, go after that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't do a lot of head sniffing. Um, <laughs> um, I think a good day for me is when the kids... I've been able to sit back and watch the kids be crazy. Like mm-hmm. I love when I can take in a moment and they're a hot mess and they're outside and their shoes are off and their hair is all over and there's dirt on their face. Um, to me, that is a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now being a mom who likes checklists, yeah. one thing that helps me is actually, I get to go back to my husband. I kind of like the guy. Um, cause I feel a lot, I struggle with not being enough, like not feeling like I did not get enough done today. I did not finish the laundry. I did not do the dishes. Look at this. And he will stop when I'm like almost meltdown and say, okay, list everything that you did do. Like yeah. with the kids, what did you do? And I'll be like, oh, we snuggled and we did this. And, oh, we went for a walk or we colored and I did do four loads of laundry and yeah. that switch of perspective for me has been very helpful because I don't do that for myself. You know, mm-hmm. like this, there's a, that list is never going to end. Let's just be honest. The list of stuff to do is never going to end, but that's right. when you switch it around and look what you have done, I think those are the good days. Yeah, for me. exactly. I totally agree. Like I really struggle with that too. I'm like, at the end of the day, if I'm being honest, it's just like, I think of myself and I don't have this for other people, like I, I would never expect other people to when I'm like, that's not good enough, Kirsten, that's not good enough. Like, and so that is so true. And 
Uh, I heard before, instead of to-do lists, right? To-da lists at the end of the day. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that too, because sometimes when I get going on my to-do list, it just, just keeps going. And then I just add things on rather than, you know, I just, yeah. so many things. And so I like the to-da list thing. And then I also like just which you both said in different ways of just like stopping in and checking in, whether that be for yourself, for what you're working on, or when you're with your kids is checking in and like checking in with them too. Um, and just being present and being all there. I love that so much. Thank you, ladies. You're amazing. Thank you for being Thank here. You. Yes, it was so fun. And I know it's going to help people and like shift the perspective a little bit, maybe, and just that hopefully help people know that they're not alone, whether they're a head sniffer or a <laughs> hot. I love it so much. I love it so much. Well, thank you. I look forward to seeing you girls. Um, whether that be virtually or in person at our next mom's group. So see you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to making changes. You love to live with. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free and share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day.